Hey there, welcome to the Happy Habit Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Nari. We talk health and well-being every Monday and Thursday. If you are new, please consider subscribing and sharing. Now, a slightly different podcast episode for you today based on repeated questions and requests from some of my listeners who have been keen to find out about what it takes to start their own podcast. There are, believe it or not, over 2.4 million podcasts globally, and that number is rocketing all the time. First and foremost, having a podcast for me fulfills a couple of basic functions. It allows me to be creative and it gives me a voice. And regular listeners will know I've been a professional broadcaster in radio and more recently TV for the last 14 years. So using my voice is something that comes, well, quite naturally to me at this stage. But I'm here to say you absolutely don't need a background in either broadcasting or being creative to start your own podcast. You simply need to have a voice and an interest in some field that you would like to share with others. It's really that simple. We all have interests or passions and I remember seeing a guy online who set up a podcast where he discussed food catering trucks. Yes, literally those catering trucks you see on the side of the street and his whole podcast was based on that subject and he had a huge audience of like-minded people who either had their own catering trucks or who wanted to start their own catering truck business. Ah yes, just getting started. It's a mantra of mine on this podcast, one that I've alluded to time and time again. You see, I try to practice what I preach on here. I'm not always entirely successful, but for the most part, I think I am. Ultimately, I just started my podcast two years ago. I hadn't a clue really what I was doing. I was nervous, a little embarrassed, if I'm honest, about other people hearing my voice in this context. Because people will hear your voice, you're guaranteed for that to be the case, even from the very start. Initially, when I started this podcast in May 2020, there was a trickle of listeners, but very quickly, you can see that grow. It blew my mind away to see listeners in far-flung places of the world, in Australia and Africa and India, tuning in. And the more people that tuned in, the more confidence I got in my podcast. Yes, I had a background in media, but this was different because this was me starting a podcast on my own, entirely from scratch. When you work in TV or in radio, your name isn't above the door, but when you produce a podcast, it's entirely your product, your creation and your name you're putting out there. Okay, so some basics. What do you need to get started in podcasting? Over and above having a voice and a desire to create. Well, one, you need a good microphone. Podcasting is all about your audio. Listeners will really not suffer through bad audio. So it pays to make an investment in a good microphone. When I started on the road to podcasting, I did some research online and repeatedly I kept coming back to one brand of microphone that seemed to have really great reviews and that was the Yeti Blue USB microphone. This is available for around 130 euros, 130 dollars or just over 100 pounds. It plugs directly into your computer or your laptop and you are good to go. It has several features on it which, to be honest, I never use. Such as a a bi-directional mic which is necessary if you're sitting face to face with an interviewee. But I do all my interviews online so that feature isn't something I need. The audio quality from the Yeti Blue is 
very good. It's terrific. Since I bought my version, they have upgraded it, but I'm more than happy with my current version and it does everything I need to do. Indeed, everything you've heard from me on this podcast has come courtesy of that Yeti Blue USB microphone. Okay, so you have your microphone and you now need recording and editing software. You can, if you wish, pay for a program called Cool Edit Pro, which is top-notch and is used by many professionals. A free alternative exists in the form of a program called Audacity. It's an open source program that does exactly what you need it to do. It'll record your sound files and allow you to edit them and export them in a variety of different formats. It's very easy to use, although it's not perfect and because it's open source, there are bugs every now and again. My advice is always to back up your files, the files you're working on as you go. It does have a crash recovery facility where it will restore files that you've been working on, but always save as you go is my best advice. I still use this Audacity recording and editing software for all of my work in spite of the very odd glitch. It does a great job 99% of the time. When it comes to editing sound files, YouTube is your friend. You can always find out tips on there as to how to edit using Audacity. It will come as no surprise that when you are recording a piece that you will inevitably make mistakes or there will be an unexpected noise intrusion, perhaps somebody next door building or mowing the lawn. So inevitably, you'll have to go back and re-record or redo something or edit something out. The more you do this, the better you will get. It's as simple as that. And this applies to how you speak into your microphone too. The tendency in the beginning is to try too hard when speaking into the microphone. People think they have to present or act in a certain way when talking into a microphone. They embody a particular persona in their heads because they feel they should sound a particular way. But the truth is, the more relaxed and natural you sound, the better and the easier you are to listen to. Now, obviously, if it's just your voice on the podcast and you're not talking to anyone else, it's not entirely a real conversation because, well, it's a one-sided conversation. But the key here is to approach it like it is a conversation, only the listener simply isn't able to respond. So your delivery should be as conversational as you can possibly make it. That is as natural as you can be. Now, yes, there will inevitably be a more formal tone to your voice. If the material you're covering is especially factual or science-based or particularly serious, but it shouldn't be too formal or so formal that you sound like you're a college lecturer. To be honest, ultimately, the success of a podcast often comes down to whether the listener likes you and your voice, whether they want to spend part of their day, their valuable time, in your company. It's as simple as that. Are you good company? Are you and your podcast interesting? So it's just like any other human relationship. Okay, so we've covered a microphone, recording software, and your delivery. The other key thing when it comes to doing your own podcast is consistency. I did a podcast episode on the importance of consistency before, uh, but I will reiterate some of the points here. If you want to grow, you need to deliver new episodes like clockwork every week, really without exception. Because what you're doing when you're putting out a podcast into the world is saying to people, come listen to me. So people will come, they will check you out, but once they are on your podcast, 
you have to think about how you keep them coming back to your podcast. The main way of doing this is to deliver new episodes on a regular basis. People are creatures of habit, as we've said before many times here. What you're looking for is to become part of people's habits, part of a listener's routine. Now, you can only do this if you're delivering every week. If you're not committed to delivering episodes, and think about it, if you're not committed to delivering regular episodes to your listeners, then why should they stay committed to you and your podcast? As you know, I deliver two episodes every week, one on a Monday, one on a Thursday. It's part of my opening gambit in each episode. I haven't missed a single episode in two and a half years. Now, I have bulk recorded episodes in advance when I wanted to to take some time off. Absolutely. But the episodes have gone out without fail every single week. And there comes a certain degree of pressure with knowing that you have to produce episodes that you want to put out every week. But it keeps you sharp. It keeps you hungry for new material to cover and for new interviewees to interview. It really blows my mind that two and a half years since starting this podcast, that so many listeners have tuned in from so many far-flung places, over 130 countries. I know I've said it before, but I seriously can't get my head around that. And the funny thing is, I can see the increase in listeners as they happen. You might recall a few months ago, I covered two books. The episodes are definitely worth checking out. The books were by Dr. Julie Smith, Why Has Nobody Told Me This Before? and Stephen Bartlett's Happy Sexy Millionaire. Now, those two episodes have garnered the biggest episode audiences for me to date. The interest has been huge in those two episodes. And what's happened is people have searched for those books online. They've found my episodes discussing those books. And then they've told their friends and shared with other people. And they've checked out some other of my episodes. So it's grown organically. And of course, when you grow, you can look into advertising and brand deals. Now, the podcast hosting platform that I use for my episodes is called Anchor. Give it a Google, you'll find it online. They distribute my podcast to Amazon, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iTunes, and lots more websites. Now, they do pay, but catch is you have to be in America with an American bank account, so which is a little unfair. And I've pointed this out to them before. But opportunities do exist beyond that to earn revenue from adverts that you would voice on behalf of a brand during your episode. But that is up to you to pursue unless, of course, a brand is approaching you, which is even better. But even before considering ad revenue and brand deals, go back to basics because that's not your motivation for getting started. If you have an interest in starting your own podcast, then simply get started. What are you waiting for? All you need is a microphone, a laptop, some free editing software, and yes, a quiet room in your house, and you are good to go. Do map out what you want to talk about in each episode in advance. If it's just going to be you on the podcast, there's no harm in detailing bullet points or even a script. But if it is scripted, It's important you're comfortable reading what you're scripting. Your delivery needs to be clear and not pedestrian. Otherwise, you'll just put your listeners to sleep, which is not good if they're listening in the car. 
If you have interviewees, great. It's important though that you have your research done and questions and topics prepared in advance. And if you can co-host with a friend or colleague, then the job is even more fun with less of the burden solely on your shoulders. You do need to clarify, however, what the dynamic will be between the two co-hosts, as you don't want to start talking over each other. Remember, the voice and delivery must be clear at all times. So always be planning your episodes with the listener in mind. I've found my podcasting journey to be immensely satisfying. The idea that the downloads and the number of listeners in all four corners of the earth continue to rise each week astounds me. But most of all, I love creating something out of nothing and giving it my voice. Well, hopefully this was helpful. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Happy Habit Podcast. Until next time, stay happy. (music) 